WRW is Portland here on Northern's Top 40 Stakes here with the Felix and Tim Sports Show. Michael's Car Center, your dealer for the People's Sales Service, Body Shop, and Daily Auto Rentals, is located at 4371 24th Avenue in Fort Gratiot and at 365 North Range Road in Marysville. You can call today at 810-385-2909. If you or your business would like to underwrite our program, call us at 984-2671, extension 1836. Once again, that's 984-2671, extension 1836. Welcome. You didn't even close the door. Whoops. Welcome. To another episode of the Felix and Tim episode Sports Show. Trace. This is, well, yeah, this is like three, but like overall, it's like seven. This is the first on-time show we've ever had. Yeah, we got this is our first back-to-back, which is good. I'm, you got to start somewhere. This. this is like we just have to get in a rhythm like this, and I felt like this time was a lot easier than last week. Just it comes a lot faster when we do easier. it weekly than monthly, because monthly it's just kind of like. Okay, you want to do it this week? Nope, let's just do it two weeks later. And then now it's like, okay, Thursday. It has to be Thursday. Yeah, if it was like, if we did like a week, we'd probably have like enough to talk about for like three hours probably, which would be like three of these sports shows. So honestly, I feel like I like doing this week better because it's easier to like go in depth on things. You know, like we're talking about like three games a week. Yeah. And we're going to be like, you know, we'll have like two, three, four games a week, and then they'll be like, say there's not games, say there's like a week break or the Wings have a bye, there'll probably be something big happening that we researched. Like I saw, I think a baseball oh, player, a baseball player like passed away or something like that. Um, I saw when I was just searching the internet on ESPN, I saw that a Red Sox prospect who was 17 passed away after a car accident or something like that. We'll probably get back to him during the third bed since we won't have a whole lot to talk about. Uh, maybe. I don't know. We, we'll bring we'll bring him up for sure. But, you know, our thoughts and prayers go to his family. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, I didn't do any research, but, yeah, any any sort of death, you know, kind of in the sports world or a well-known name is Everyone feels it. Everyone feels it, no matter what. But, anyway, um, starting up our show, we'll start with the Red Wings. So, last week from last Thursday, uh, last Thursday night they played the Senators. They ended up losing the game 3-1. to one. Um, I think the third goal was an empty netter. Yeah. So, it was really – I'm pretty sure it was really 2-1. to one. Senators are a tough team. We, you know, we labeled that last week that they, they would be hard to beat. And, you know, here we see that they did lose. But, you know, it, they put up a fight. And that was important. Yep. And then they went against the Oilers on Sunday, won four to nothing, and they went against the Canucks at the Canucks. Well, they were at the Senators, Oilers, and Canucks, and they got the win in Vancouver, three to two. And uh, so I think that was what Tuesday night. Yeah, probably. This ended, you know, this ended their. Well, actually, no. We had one more away game, so this would be their four. They're four their game little road trip. series. Yeah, their little road trip. So, so far, they're 2-1. and one. They're all in Canada, the, so yeah. they kind of took a road trip to Canada there. <laughs> They'll be playing the Flames next. And um, Flames are 8-7. and seven. Obviously, they're not the best team in the league, but they're not exactly a pushover like some of the other teams they've played. 
I would say the Flames would it would be a pretty good matchup, you know, with with Yager being obviously not the best player anymore. He's still going to he's still going to be a presence on the ice and you can't forget about him. And you got young guys like Johnny Goodrow. And it's obviously they're going to put up a good fight, but that will end their road trip in Calgary. And after that, they're going to be playing the Blue Jackets, who are 9-6-1 and one overall. Obviously, they're not a bad team either, but they'll be coming back home for that. So, I don't know. I think yeah. they should be all right. After their after the Blue Jackets' great season last year, yeah. they're trying to get back on track. And not exactly on the same track, but I feel like they still have they still have a chance. Yeah, they're still up there in the Metropolitan. It looks like they'll still be, you know, one of the top teams. Maybe not second, maybe not first, but they'll be – uh, probably a wild card playoff team or third seed probably in the Metropolitan is what I'd guess. For sure. And after that, it's going to be playing the Flames again. <laughs> so that will be another rematch depending on how the first matchup goes. They're still 8-7, and seven, except this time it's going to be at home. So, both. So, yeah. I um, If I had to predict, I last week I predicted they went 1-1, one 1-1-1, and one, one, one and, one, and they went 2-1. and one. I think you said two I and said one. I said two and one. But you yeah. had the wrong team, I think. Yeah, I said they. I think you said they lost to the they Oilers. They lost to the Oilers, yeah. I, well, I still, yeah, I was kind of close, I guess. Still, so, I'll take it. Um, This upcoming week, uh, I'll say I want to go with one, one, and one again. I'm because I think they're going to go, I think they're going to go one and one against the Flames. And then again, I'll think they'll take the Blue Jackets into OT. Or a shootout and just kind of, you know, it's the way the game goes. Sometimes just games go into overtime, games go into shootout, and you lose them. So that's still one point. But I, I definitely don't think they sweep the Flames, whether at home or away. I, I don't think so either. Honestly, I feel like the Flames are that kind of team that, you know, if they play them twice in a row, they'll know exactly how they're doing, and they'll pick up on things they missed the first time. So like, I, like you said, I'm probably going to give them a one-and-one at least between the Flames, and I'll give them a win against the Jackets, so just 2-1. Yeah. I, I think they'll be all right this little stretch. Yeah, I think it's definitely good teams. Um, last week, I mean, the Senators are about 500, like 5-2-5. Five, five. Well, I guess not 500 because overtime losses. So, I mean, they have probably they a pretty have a lot, lot of overtime it, it losses. Depend on if, it depends on if the what the point percentage really is there. But, yeah, like 5-2-5 five, and five or something like that when we played them. And so, I mean, the centers weren't a bad team. They're still racking up the points, even if they lose in overtime a lot. They just might not be the best three-on-three team. But they still – that shows that they put up a good fight in five-on-five and they force it to OT. Yeah, which is – you know, it's, it's a good thing to have as a team. And now you just got to work on your smaller teams. Yeah. And honestly, if – you know, that's a thing that they can carry over to the playoffs – if it, it doesn't go to three-on-three three or shootout in the playoffs. So, I mean, if you have a good five-on-five five team, as long as you can get there, you always can test. And then the Oilers win against them. I mean, with the Oilers having the season that they are having, you know, it was obviously, you know, we were kind of given – we were in favor to win that game. And we did end up winning four to nothing. Um, good win, obviously. Yeah, I think it was the uh, – the the first shutout of the year for the Red Wings. Um, who was, who I think, was in that? I think it was Mrazek that yeah. was in that. Either it was one or the other. Mrazek's not having a great season. I I looked year. up the stats and it was one goal he had one and the other goal he had zero. So 
I mean, it's not like it's a super important stat. Usually goalies get five or six a year, so I mean, that's good that he got it's, the shutout. Yeah, it's in, it's important for him to, you know, get a little bit more confidence being, you know, he's he's not doing so hot this year, but, you know, neither is Jimmy Howard. But they're both getting the wins here and there. They're not really doing that great in save percentage and goals allowed more so, but – and then the it's Canucks, important. that's a good win because the Canucks are pretty high up in the West. And they've been actually playing a good um, season so far. The Canucks have been struggling in recent years. But looks like they're doing a little better this season with a lot of their young guys. So they beat the Canucks 3-2 to two with a late goal from Tatar. And now they have a schedule with all teams that are above 500. So hopefully the Wings can come out with a few wins but um don't be surprised really if they don't do amazing um updated point leaders for the wings through 16 games that the wings have played so far um dylan larkin leads the team in points with 14 points anthony mantha with 13 and mike green with 13 mantha leads the team in goals with seven nyquist with five and martin firk with five and then assists dylan larkin and mike green have 12 henrik zetterberg has seven and then the goalies, Jimmy Howard is 6-5 and five with goals allowed average of 2.48 and a save percentage of .927. And Peter Mrazek with a record of 2-2-1, two, two and one, goals allowed average 2.55 and save percentage of .924. So not much of a difference between Jimmy Howard and Peter Mrazek. We'll add a shutout to Mrazek, though, just because of last or whatever, whatever game he had that. And, yeah, you know, not really much of a difference, only – Literally point zero seven and goals allowed average of a difference, and then point zero zero three in save percentage. So both goalies are literally playing about the same, and, you and know, the records show it. Because six and five and two two and one. Yeah. If Mrazek literally didn't lose that game in overtime, he'd be three and two and six and five. That's not a huge difference. I mean, coming into the season, obviously we predicted that Mrazek would have a way better season than Jimmy Howard. Like we were talking all about. I all I remember is we just wanted Jimmy Howard out. Because he's got that big contract. He's coming off of an injury this season. And, I mean, he's kind of shown up, I guess. I don't. Well, I mean, Jimmy Howard's terrible. definitely getting the workload. Yeah. But I think the thing is with Detroit, I, I just don't get why they'd give him that huge contract. And then almost, it's not really like they're splitting games, but Mrazek's playing a lot more than normal backup goalies would. And it's because Mrazek isn't really a backup goalie. I think he could go somewhere and start. Yeah, for sure. Like, honestly, he could – we – honestly, last year I thought Mrazek was going to be the starter for Detroit, you know, from what I saw, from what I saw when he played. It looked like he would be the next starting goalie for Detroit, but I don't – it doesn't look like that right now. It looks like they're just splitting minutes, which is what you said. Yeah, it just looks like uh, I think Howard's just going to be their goalie that they go with for the stretch of the season, but – with Detroit, you know, they've proven, I mean, all uh, injuries aside, I think that, you know, they, they like, change goalies throughout the year. And Howard and Mrazek kind of switch up throughout the season. So, say, Howard plays 10 games, then Mrazek will come in, and he won't just relieve for one game, he'll relieve for five games, and then Howard will come back in. And they kind of switch up, you know, who's going to get the workload here and there depending on performance. 
Now that's the kind of thing. It's almost like a video game. Like, you know, if you have your my player and you start underperforming, they'll just yank you out. It doesn't usually, matter. It usually doesn't teams matter. aren't like that. You know, say Braden Holtby's struggling in Washington. He's still going to be the starter. But with us, Detroit, if Howard starts struggling, we'll just yank him and put Mrazic in. And, I mean, that's just the way it goes here in Detroit. And it's different from a lot of teams because a lot of teams don't have a backup goalie that they can put in and be confident in. And I mean that's a good and a bad thing here in Detroit. It definitely you know, for us. It definitely sets us apart from the other teams for it sure. It doesn't. I don't think it adds, but I don't think it subtracts to our team really. I think it's kind of good for Jimmy Howard to you know maybe come out um, since he's getting kind of up there in age. His stamina's not that great. He's still I mean, recovering. As I mean. long as as long as Mrazic can play, you know, as he's doing right now, half the games and keeping almost the same record as Howard. I think you know what's what's the harm in putting him in. I mean, coming off of the injury, Jimmy Howard <laughs> probably definitely appreciates it. You know, if he's feeling tight one day, just put in Mrazic. And, you know, it, we feel comfortable in doing it. And this is almost kind of a similar or kind of a similar situation as last year with uh, Pittsburgh, you know, with Matt Murray and Marc-Andre Fleury. And, you know, they had those options where, like, if Mark wasn't doing so great, then you could put Matt in and you'd still get the win for the night. Yeah. And, like, they always did that in the playoffs. And – it worked out for him, obviously, because, you know, Stanley Cup champions. Matt Murray was a starter for a majority of the playoffs. If I – yeah, I, that's mm -hmm. what I thought. And, you know, he's he's a good goalie. And clearly it's not working out so well for us, but it's it's a nice thing to have, to have the two almost starters goalies. And, you know, it, it works out not so bad. But, um, you know, if we're looking at the points on all the players still – it's kind of underwhelming, in my opinion, considering that we've almost played like 14 games this year. 16 games. We 16. Played 16. Yeah, no one has 16 points on our team, yeah. so that's like that's kind of embarrassing and so, underwhelming. Yeah, and so our team stats, power play percentage, 18%, which is 16th in the league. That's yeah, almost dead even, and that sad. that kind of might be you know why we're not scoring a lot of points is because maybe our power play isn't that great. But it's middle of the league. Our penalty kill is 83.6%, seventh in the league. So that's, that's our really best. Good. That's our best stat. And faceoff wins, 47.5%, 27th in the league. That's not good. <sighs> and then shots again per game, 31.1%. That's 27th in the league as well. So that would explain why we're not scoring a lot because our, our, league le or our team leader is Anthony Mantha with seven. And, you know, obviously he's not doing so bad, but he's got like seven, six yeah. assists, seven goals. He's not great. You know, I was kind of expecting more from Dylan Larkin this year, but he's only put up two goals is what I'm seeing. Yeah, 12 assists for him and Green, and Green only has one yeah, goal. Yeah, he's only got one goal, but he's a defenseman, so, you know, you can't. So that's better. Yeah, that he's doing great as a defenseman. I'll give him that because, you know, that's he's good. He's, he's relaying the puck up the ice, and when he does that, they convert. But the issue is is we're not getting a lot of, like, we're not just – we're not scoring a lot, and it's – it's obviously coming from It's kind of putting players. a lot of a pressure on our subpar goalies. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't want to put too much on them. We can start both of them, but the You don't the stats expect don't a one-goal game every the, time. Yeah, the stats don't lie. I mean, obviously, we're looking at this. They're averaging two-and-a-half goals a game. You know, that could either be two goals or three goals. Or, you know, as we saw against the Senators, you know, three, three. All, this, all, this, like, all the wins that they've had, there's only been one shutout, and most of the wins are, you know, after like two goals are faced, we were at one point when I don't remember what team we were playing, but we were up two nothing. 
come back, score two goals, and then we ended up winning three to two still. But you know, you let them come back that much just by you know just giving up and putting all the pressure on the goalies, and they don't always. Well, yeah, and that's so what happens. You know, you know if happens. if a goalie makes one mistake, then I mean, then that's the game. But like, if a goalie's really feeling it, I mean, that's good for him. You know, like against the Oilers, a win four to nothing. You know. Mrazic or whoever was in that, I'll probably look that up in our little intermission coming up. Um, whoever was in net, you know, was feeling it that night, and Detroit put up four. I mean, that's good for them that we didn't win one to nothing, so that one lucky bounce didn't count. And overall, that was a good win, you know, against the Oilers team. We pretty much shut them down. Um, the shots against per game, 34.1 kind of sucks because to get a shutout with facing 34 shots is a huge deal, and 34 shots is a lot. And, I mean, I don't know how many shots was on goal that game. But, I mean, they're putting a lot of pressure on these goalies. So, coming up soon, we're going to uh, brush up on the NHL blockbuster trade in the past. I spend a lot of time in the garage. But even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95... I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains, dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. This public service announcement has been brought to you by WRW 91.9 FM, The Wave. What's up, Wave listeners? It's Tim. I want you to keep it here on 91.9 FM, The Wave. Dr. Ash at Orthodontic Associates specializes in child, teen, and adult orthodontics. They offer friendly, prompt care with your choice of standard braces, clear brackets, and even customized Invisalign. They offer evening and Saturday appointments to make scheduling easier. Orthodontic Associates is located on 1950 Holland Avenue in Fort Huron, Michigan. You can reach them online at bluewaterbraces.com or over the phone at 810-985-9567. Call today. If you or your business want to underwrite our station, call us at 984-2671, extension 1836. All right. So NHL blockbuster trade will wrap up on hockey, and then we'll go into the Pistons. So it was a three-way deal between Ottawa, Colorado, and Nashville. And right now, all those team standings are, you know, in the middle. Colorado so, so. is probably the top out of all of them. And Ottawa's it's kind of it's surprising wild card spot. And then Nashville is the same thing. They're right. They're kind of. I think they're out of the playoffs. You know, as we speak so right far. now. But they're they're close. They're kind of in that hunt. And I'm just going based off what I see off my little NHL app. I just keep it in that little format of like who's in the playoffs and who's not. But Clearly, it doesn't matter. Teams have played 14, 17 games. So, so for Ottawa, and this this is coming from Colorado, they received Matt Duchesne, you know, the all-star, really good player yeah. overall. But he's had a rough time in Colorado considering how terrible they are. But, you know, this year they're not doing so bad. 
I think but trading. He still, yeah, he still said um, that good. he didn't feel comfortable with the team. He didn't feel like he was really bonding with the team. So he, he when he when him. this trade went through, he said he quoted to um, the people that were interviewing him after that. He said he was relieved. Um, so Ottawa only got Matt Duchesne from Colorado. Nothing else. Nashville from Ottawa got Kyle Turris, who is was planning. He's planning on being their second line center. He's a really he has a really good shot. He can be a really good goal scorer and playmaker um, for Nashville, and I think he's a good piece. You know, being as young as he is and being fast definitely fits along with what kind of Nashville's going with now. And then Colorado basically got the they, whole dump of things from got, Ottawa and Nashville. They so. got that Andrew Hammond goalie that we heard about a couple years ago from Ottawa, a 2018 first round pick, a 2019 third round pick forward Shane Bowers who was Ottawa's first round pick this offseason and then from Nashville they received defenseman Samuel Girard, Vladislav Kamenev and their second round pick in 2018 so they were basically just kind of like a salary dump or a prospect dump and Colorado yeah Colorado Shane Bowers who's a rookie now the defenseman Samuel Girard who's 19 and then Kamenev was playing on the AHL team for Nashville so I mean yeah, just young players. Um, Colorado's definitely looking towards the future, and they're piecing together a good season this year. So, I mean, it's good for them that, say, they make the playoffs and have all this young talent. I mean, that's really good for them in the coming years. You know, maybe they miss the playoffs by a little bit because they don't have that win-now team. But, I mean, they got a lot from this. <laughs> And they have a lot of picks, so that'll be good for future trades or, you know, future drafts. See, if we're talking winners-losers, I would say they all kind of won in this position. Yeah, really. Nashville they all got what they need. Gave, but Nashville barely gave up anything, ended up getting Kyle Turris, which was a great pickup. Ottawa definitely could use a player like, you know, Matt Duchesne for all those overtime losses. He's a he's an in-close, he's up-close scorer. He definitely knows what he's doing. And Colorado, you know, you got a good backup behind Varlamov and you got a first round and a second round pick for 2018 bunch of picks this is great so you almost can't go wrong with that but anyway shifting over to the Pistons um, last week they played the Bucks the Kings and the Blazers all at home and they ended up going three and oh so hey (laughs) if you're a Pistons fan that's great so I think I predicted like one and two, and I'm pretty sure you said two and one or something like that. Something like that. And, and we we said we, we mentioned we, they could easily go zero and three and three and zero, and the Pistons went three and zero. Now their record sits at eight and three. So they beat the Bucks at home, one hundred five to ninety six, with the top people in that game being Andre Drummond with twenty four points and fifteen rebounds. Avery Bradley had twenty three points, the first kind of performance we've seen really out of him since acquiring him. And then Giannis Antetokounmpo had 29 points, four rebounds, and three assists in his, you know, quick start, his yeah. really great really start to the start. season. He's leading the league in points with almost 30, and, you know, see, he was close in 30. But speaking on Avery Bradley, he actually has been putting up the numbers of around, like, 20-point numbers that we've come to expect. You know, not much else, two assists per game, three assists per game, a mm-hmm. couple rebounds here and there. But, you know, it's obvious it's great that he's picking it up like this because we need him. And, you know, Andre Drummond, he's a big name in these three last three games for sure because in the stats against the Kings, which, you know, was a 108-99 win, Andre Drummond came away with 16 points, 19 boards, and four assists. And, you know, as a center, 
even being Andre Drummond, four assists is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And 19 rebounds is obviously great. And Tobias Harris, he came away with 20 points, five rebounds, five assists. That's basically what he's been averaging all year. So, you know, good game from him. And against the Pacers, Andre Drummond had another great game on the boards with 14 points, 21 boards. And Tobias Harris came away with 23 points and eight rebounds. So against the Pacers, they literally controlled all rebounds in the game. And for the Pacers, you know, Victor Oladipo, he's a big name on their team coming out. He's becoming a star on the team now that Paul George is done. And uh, he came away with 21 points. I think, think, um, you know, talking about the Pacers a little bit, they were such a good team with Paul George, but I just don't think Victor Oladipo can be a superstar. I think he's a great player. I think he can be a great co-piece. So say, put him like I'm not saying put him on these teams, but put him on, put him with LeBron or some big name. Put him with Kevin Durant, and he'd be you know a star well, like he thing. was with Russell Westbrook. Well, no, he was still that contributing piece. But he didn't do much with the Thunder, and you know. I, I feel like he can do it because, you know, obviously he wasn't that great of a star in Orlando, but I guess you're right. He wasn't a terrible piece on the Thunder, but he just didn't show up as much as he needed to. I feel like they're not going to do that bad this year with him being the star of the team. But, you know, whatever. It doesn't really matter. So in the upcoming week, we got the Pistons playing the Hawks at home. This is going to be their home stretch. The Hawks are 2-9. and nine. I'm pretty sure I got their record in here somewhere. Yeah, they are the They're worst. They're 15th in the East. They're the worst team in the East. It's pretty brutal. They lost nine of their last ten, actually. But they did beat the Cavs. But then again, who hasn't really at this point? Cavs are five and six. So, yeah, that's, that's not brutal. great. And then we got them playing the Heat. They're That'll five and six. That'll wrap up the homestand. They're pretty good. That Yeah, that will wrap up the homestand. We got to finish. I feel like we have to beat both those teams to really have a good feel. And after that, we're going to be playing the Bucks again. So that's a rematch, except we'll be in Milwaukee this time, which, you know, we just talked about it. They won their last matchup, held Giannis to, you know, small, small efforts beyond points. So, like, you mm-hmm. know, obviously he scored a lot, but, you know, he didn't get that many boards. We mostly controlled him in that sense. He tried to do a lot, but it just didn't work out. In yeah, the end. and Giannis being the all-around player that he is, it's definitely, like, contain him. And it's really hard to do since, I mean, he has the nickname the Greek Freak for a lot of reasons that he can rebound. He's really great at passing the ball. He's just lengthy. He's getting better at shooting. And, I mean, he just runs the floor really great. And he's for sure a major MVP threat this year. I mean, he's already top three in my books, I feel like. I feel like he is one of the top three, you know, along with – James Harden and probably Kyrie Irving just because of what he's done with the Celtics this year. But, yeah. you know, well, that's so far what he's done. Yeah, that's we still got the whole season to go. But so with your team leaders, we got points per game. It's Tobias Harris. Andre Drummond's got about 14. But um, Reggie Jackson's leading with assists with 16.3 or 6.3, not 16. <laughs> uh, and rebounds leader. It's actually the league leader, and that's Andre Drummond. He has 15.2. That's almost a full rebound ahead of DeAndre Jordan. And another fun fact, we got Andre Drummond leading the team in steals, too, with 1.9. I personally did not see that coming at all. He's actually, like, second in the league in total steals. But, like, he's not, he's not, like, he's, like, 11th in the league in, like, steals per game. 
but it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know how he's getting these. <laughs> I personally haven't <laughs> watched any film on it, and he's I'm sure I'm sure no one else is watching any films on it. I bet that they're okay. probably just mistakenly. No, I'm thinking they're probably just mistakenly putting a block as a steal. I'm thinking like you know when a person runs at someone in the paint and then they swat down before it goes up. That they count that as steals usually. But anyway, uh, honestly, right now they're second in the East. They're eight and three, only behind Boston. They're a game and a half behind Boston. Yeah, they're just ten and, and two. They are also on a ten-game win streak, so they're gonna be hard to beat. But you know, despite the great record so far, there's no proven all-star on the team for the Pistons. There's not really a go-to player. Mm. Well, who do you think is their go-to player then? Um, go-to player. I mean, right now, it's obviously Drummond. Um, and I think he's proven himself down the stretch. So I think Andre Drummond can be a go-to player because we need. You know, him he's an be. easy go-to player. So yeah, we need him to be. You know, he's not a stretch-the-floor player, but he's obviously one of the best players in the paint. He's a lengthy person, and I mean. Yeah, everyone wants to say, you know, Golden State with threes and everyone wants to shoot threes. But Andre Drummond with just scoring in the paint, you know, points in the paint is a huge thing. And so if Andre Drummond gets going, you know, he's going to get offensive rebounds for your team. He's going to get good points. And so I think beyond, you know, beyond what a go-to player, you know, everyone thinks of a go-to player as someone you want to take to take, you know, someone you want to take the last-minute shot. I think it's beyond that. I think it's we, hustle. you know, Pistons, we have to lean on Andre Drummond for an all-around performance with, you know, w- we expect a double-double from Andre Drummond every night. And, At I least, mean, yeah. that's a lot to expect, but I think it's something that he can manage to do he can a convert. lot of the nights, like yeah. 9 out of 10 games. Yeah. He should be able to get a double-double, and I think that's why we can lean on him because, yeah, like say the Pacers, he didn't have a great point score performance but he had 21 rebounds against the Kings 16 points with 19 rebounds and then against the Bucks he had 24 points 15 rebounds so I mean it's going to be a team effort for the Pistons but if you had one player to lean on throughout the season throughout each game just throughout the stretch it would definitely you know be Andre Drummond for me and so you know to go along with points in the paint Andre Drummond's actually improved upon his mediocre or less than mediocre free throw percentage which I'm pretty sure his career percentage is around 38 which is terrible and they actually started the hack of the hack of Drummond almost like the hack of Shaq but this year he's actually brought it up to about 78 which is great to hear from Pistons fans because there were a lot of missed points and you know his missed free throws he gets fouled a lot so Honestly, he can be the go-to player, and we want him to be the go-to player. Yeah, really, and he's been a young star to develop with the Pistons, and he's almost kind of like a home favorite. I think so, too. So we're going to start breaking down some games. And so for the Hawks game, we already said 15th in the East, lost nine of their last ten. There's not much going on down there, but the key player for them is Dennis Schroeder, which I had no idea how good he was doing. But Once I looked up his stats, he's got 22 points per game and six assists a game. That's impressive from, you know, last year being behind Jeff Teague. You didn't see much production from him, but a lot of people have, com- like, compared him to, like, a German version of Rajon Rondo, and I like that. I like that comparison. So 
I don't really like who did the Hawks have anymore? It's just him. I looked at their stuff. They lost Paul Millsap in the offseason. Um, Kyle Korver's been gone. He's gone. He's on the Cavs. So basically, it's just Dennis Schroeder now. Teague's gone. Yeah, Dennis Schroeder and some random guys. But, you know. Dennis Schroeder and the guys. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder and the boys. So the key matchup is obviously going to be Dennis Schroeder, Reggie Jackson, and possibly Avery Bradley, depending on how, you know, if you want him to be more locked up than he already is. Anyway, though, we got for the next matchup, we're going to have uh, them playing on, taking on the Heat. And so they're 10th in the East, and they're sitting around 500. Obviously, they're 5 and 6. And this is one of my favorite matchups. It's going to be Andre Drummond and Hassan Whiteside down in the paint. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Definitely a lot of trash talk. Drummond's averaging 14 points and 15.2 rebounds a game. And Hassan Whiteside with 16.2 points per game, 12 rebounds, and 1.7 blocks. It's definitely a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I definitely think they're both the stars of their team. So it's good to kind of see, you know, the best players of each team kind of clash their head on. The best players of their position taking themselves yeah, really. on. I, there's not a lot of I think there's a lot better. of really good big men in the league now. like Rudy Gobert, Andre Drummond, Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, and the two in um, New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Marcus Cousins Mark and Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. That, great. I, li- I like this because it's a new – there was obviously a coming of, you know, long-distance centers, but now – we're bringing back the tough and scrappy. Yeah, scrappy players. Andre Drummond's definitely proven that he can get into a fight, but I think he's more of a, I think he's more kind of like a fun, lighthearted guy. You know, watching him like in the All Star, like in the dunk contest, yeah. I think last year, was, was he was just having fun thing. out there. So, and I think he's just a younger guy. I think that's who his character is. Next up, you know, after the Heat, we go back to the Bucks. Pistons won the last meeting, 105 to 96. The Bucks are 12th in the East. Despite winning their last game against each other, Stanley did contain Giannis, you know, really the same That's it. same game plan. Yeah. And the matchup will be, you know, Giannis against Tobias, which ultimately is definitely an easy decision on who's better there, which is Giannis. You know, even last though time you just Tobias kinda held him down a little bit. You didn't obviously Giannis can do whatever he wants when it comes to scoring, but if he can hold him down in the other stats, it definitely hurts the Bucks. Because there's not a lot of rebounds or rebounders on that team. There's not a lot of assist guys. So, you know, as long as you can keep those out of the way, pretty sure Tobias came away with a couple more boards than he did, you know, in previous games. So that's obviously that's the important thing to do is just keep Giannis under control, and then that's the way to beat the Bucks. Yeah, that's kind of a simple way to beat the Bucks. You know, that's all you really – Really have to do. do, and that's what the Pistons are doing. They're just shutting down the superstar each team. So, next up, we're going to be talking about the Lions and, and some miscellaneous news. Hi, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and well, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, and I'd be happy to drop it off. We'd do anything for kids, yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger near you. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. This public service announcement has been brought to you by WRW 91.9 FM, The Wave. Do you like music? Yeah. Do you listen to music on a daily basis? Yeah. 
Do you know what the best music radio station is? What is it? It's 91.9 FM The Wave. Thanks, Lauren and Andrea. That was pretty cool. I like that one. <laughs> I like when we it's make not music like right now though. But we did we did um, usually before our talk show we have like ten songs that play right in a row. So we try to do our best to give you, you know, songs before we go on this hour long of just talking. Because I know a lot of people actually don't like this, but you know. For all of those that actually do, we appreciate you. As always. Yeah. We do. From sincerely, don't take my monotone voice as like yeah, I'll, I don't care. That's oh, just how we talk. But, yeah, we do appreciate all you listening. And, um, I mean, some miscellaneous news is we've actually ordered a new mixing board now. So you're not going to hear the quiet voices where it well, sounds okay, like a you might, from across the room. You might, hear, you might hear that next week. but yeah, Possibly. Probably. Well, it still has to ship in. We just ordered it today. So depending on when it ships, depending on when we put it in. It'll be here, and we'll be able to take calls. We might, it might take us a little bit to figure out how to take calls. But, hey, that'll be something exciting that we can do. Honestly, we can honest, like leave a section open for just talking. You know, you can call in really whenever the show, if we have time. We're we might have to gonna, cut you off sometimes. We're definitely going to make the, the portion would probably be this portion of the show that we let you talk on air. Probably not on air, on air, but, like, you can talk to us, and we'll listen to you. And you can talk with us over the air. And, you know, that would probably be the best time to do it. Like, yeah. at, towards the end of the show, you can always you can always chip in, talk a little bit, give us some opinions, thoughts. Well, or just during anything. Like, say we got a call, like, right now. It would just be like, okay, what do you want to say? Like, say they heard, oh, the Lions are coming up. Like, if they have something to say before we even start, like, go ahead. What do you have to say? Yeah, you can say that whenever. Just feel free to but call. But we'll just – we'll probably have to keep this set up. Um, and I mean, if you just want to call, we'll just take your call. It's not like we have to use all of our notes. It's not like we have a certain schedule that we're going on. We'll just, you know, if we have the answer, we have the answer. And if we don't, we don't, but you know, sports are all about opinions and it's fun when you get a lot mixed in there and, you know, different points of views and stuff can start a lot of conversation just over a little thing. And it could help us, you know, to, you know, see us see it from a different view or you know something that we didn't even think about so anyway that'll be you know something coming up something that we're gonna definitely work to make happen um getting you guys on air once we get this new mixing board in and hopefully you know within the next month we should have that you know up and running we should have a good system for it you know and hopefully we have enough listeners that'll call in Maybe we'll have to put posters around the school or something now we that we actually have a schedule. Yeah. Well, definitely, obviously, we have the – well, I don't think, actually, I think we took it out, but we have, like, a little promo drop thing, which talks about how we are live at this time every Thursday, 3 to 4. Yeah, we took it out. But anyway. Yeah, we need to make a new one of those. So. Yeah, or we can just, you know, make a poster, poster around the school. We'll try to get everyone, you know, informed – and hey, just spread guests. the word, yeah. especially if you're, you know, in our little vicinity here. We have a 10 mile radius, you know, just feel free to call in or, you know, you can really listen anywhere. Tweet us um, with the app Simple Radio and it's WRW. Well, Streama, yeah. I think it's by Simple Radio or 
It's Simple Radio by Streamo. Whichever one you type in, you're going to find it. Streamo or Simple Radio. And you, you can listen to us anywhere. You can hear what we're talking about. And most importantly, hey, you can call in anywhere now that, yeah. you know, you just got to. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know if we're going to get like a specific number or something. There should be um, a but line we'll definitely, that connects. We'll definitely be announcing it through the show. Like, hey, if you have opinions, call in, blah, blah, blah. And we'll just keep on going, you know. Yeah. If we ask a question and say Tim answers and then say, hey, if you want to answer, call in at blah, blah, blah. But we're not just going to stop and be like, okay, let's just wait for someone to call in. Yeah, we'll give you time to, like, call in during, you know, the short breaks that we have in between. And, you know, and then we'll just have you stay on air for a little bit and wait. And then we'll put you out live and, you know, be cool. Honestly, I, th- I think that's, like, the coolest part of sports shows is being able to have your opinion be well, heard. It's just like, hey, what's your name? And then they just start talking, and it's like they just have a little debate, and then the people like us, we can just choose one to mute them or one to just shut them off or end their call. Yeah. Like, it's just well, like We can that. just talk for, like, three minutes, you know, I've called minutes. into a radio show myself to do an update on, like, the Northern High School games, and it's just like, okay, when I'm done, he just uh, goes, thank you, and then my phone hangs up automatically. But it should be exciting. Um, hopefully, you know, we don't get banned from it in case, you know, you guys say something bad or yeah, something like that. That's not cool when you yeah, do that. Yeah, definitely don't do that or else we're going to, you know, lose our privilege to do something and fun we'll like this. So it's definitely a big opportunity and hopefully we can get it going. But anyway, expect that within the next month. But moving back on to sports, the Lions. Lions. Um, big part of Detroit here. Definitely do not want to forget about the Lions. I know there's like there's tons <laughs> of Lions gotta, fans. They're everywhere. We always got to bring them up. So we got the Lions, and they played the Packers last Monday, won 30-17 in a game that should have been 30-10 to if it wasn't for Brett Hundley's late drive down the field to score a pointless touchdown. And so the game featured no run game, again, by the Lions only racking up 64 rushing yards, which for the Lions is actually good. And the Lions' biggest fear is being able to punch it into the red zone. And they did that twice in the first half. Stafford had an 11-yard touchdown pass to Marvin Jones, Jr., and Abdullah ran it for a four-yard touchdown, making it a quick 14 to nothing. They did have to settle for a field goal after being stopped on one of three different times. So some problems linger, but overall the Lions looked like they corrected their mistakes from the last game, and they got the win that they needed. Packers looked bad under Hundley, and even though he didn't have a bad game, he didn't ever throw the ball downfield, and that's particularly because the Lions played great in pass coverage. And so, so points yeah. to make, you know, obviously, 4-4 four and four isn't that bad. Yeah, it's not. definitely. You know, it's better than, you know, what we were at 3-4. and four. Going 3-5 and five would have been really bad against the Packers. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, hey, we played well. Uh, we dominated the Packers like we should have. And, you know, hey, we didn't convert one time. Uh, on the one yard line, but um, you know they got they got a uh, fourteen to nothing lead really early, and Stafford played great. Their offense, you know, looked good as a whole. The rushing game still definitely could use you know some help, but I think it's because the offensive linemen are kind of injured there. And, and you know our defense does or our defense doesn't look as good, but it's, it's still good enough to win behind our offense, which. Is important, obviously. Yeah. Our our defense started off really hot and I think that's kind of the reason they don't look as great. No, just, but still slow down. Yeah, it's just that happens over the season with some injuries, some you know, some people, you know, getting tired or some just rookies getting studied on film. You know, coaching changes can make a huge thing in the off season, say that you're throwing a whole new different thing. 
I know offenses can read you throughout the season and you know football teams they watch tape so you know it's definitely you know hard to sneak things by especially a good coaching staff and a good team and the Lions they just look better with some of the players coming back from injury and simply time to adjust and you know settle in and what I mean by that is the players that are injured they've kind of been accustomed to you know playing without them yeah for sure so i mean 64 rushing yards is okay but definitely i think what the lions lack is a power running back and it's just someone to punch it in on the one yard line you know i i'm pretty no we didn't try a quarterback sneak um but I, i think that's really what we need to start doing honestly is because you know, yeah, you don't want to injure Stafford, and, and no one really does a quarterback sneak anymore. They all try to hand it off and go for the Superman jump over the pile. But, like, Abdullah, Washington, Zenner, none of them are really pounded up the middle on the one-yard line sort of running backs. They're all more of the find the open space, and it's hard to do that on the one-yard line because everything just collapses so fast, and you just need to really – you almost want to grab the ball, put your head down, and hopefully you keep going through that pile. But we just don't – we kind of lack that. So scoring in the red zone is still a thing that should be consistent and still a thing that we should do. But it's just kind of hard when we get, you know, honestly that close. Like it's – you don't want to say the one-yard line's bad, but it's almost the worst thing that the Lions can get to is the one. And, I mean, we threw an 11-yard touchdown and a four-yard touchdown for Abdullah. And, I mean, that's just – that's good that Abdullah got in for a touchdown, you know. Stafford definitely needs a run game for him to pass. And we did okay, 64 rushing yards. But I honestly think that isn't great against a weak Packers defense. 64 yards is still low, and against a bad defense is pretty low. But, I mean, like you said for good for the Lions. I mean, just based off their previous stats, yeah. of course it's good it's, for them. They just need, you know – couple good wins and they're not a bad team at all they're just it just looks you know their season looks worse than it actually is but anyway lions next are going to play the joke of a team and that team is the browns lions should have success in literally everything they do and if they could establish a running game then it would be a huge positive browns are 0-8 without a good quarterback and the lions should seriously steamroll the browns defense and they should hold up exceptionally well against this weak browns offense it's always a joke saying, could so-and-so college team beat the Browns? But I actually think they should try that one day because the Browns are and have been so terrible these past few years, and nothing they are doing is working. They have had the last two number one picks in the drafts, and they haven't been doing well still. Lions have pieced together a playoff team around Matthew Stafford, but Cleveland just it just doesn't have anything to build around. If Detroit wins this game, they push Cleveland one game closer to beating the NFL record that the Lions had for the only team in the NFL to ever have gone 0-16 in one season. Yeah, two teams are getting closer to that. San Francisco, San Francisco's 0-9, and, and Cleveland's 0-8. So, hey, the Lions could, Lions could stop being the laughing stock of the NFL and not be the only team to go 0-16. I think we're still a part of one of three teams to not ever go to a Super Bowl. Or it could be one of two. I'm not sure. But it's us and Jacksonville, I know, is the other team. Uh, and then I'm not sure about who the other teams are. But they're 
they're newer than the Lions. The Lions yeah, have been exactly. around forever. That's why it's still a little embarrassing. So, yeah, I just hope that the Lions, you know, get somewhere. This could be a year that they go to the Super Bowl, but I don't know. It would definitely be a long shot. We'll take it one game at a time. We're still catching up Minnesota. They were on their bye week this week, so they're still 6-2. and two. We're 4-4. Four and four. Now that both our bye weeks are gone, next game against Minnesota is Thanksgiving. That'll be a big game, but hopefully – you know, even before Thanksgiving, hopefully maybe Minnesota loses a game and we win. But yeah, we shouldn't we shouldn't lose against the Browns. Um, Lions should win the game, like we've been saying. But um, what would you say is the score of I'm, the final game? I'm just gonna go 30 to 10. It's obviously they're not gonna like shut them out. I don't I don't think they'll shut them out. I mean, if they do, obviously that'd be great. But I don't think they can shut them out just because, you know, there's always that unlucky run straight down the middle or right off the outside. Just lucky, lucky points. But, you know, I still think they're just going to be win. They're going to win like 30 to 10 probably, at least for, I think. Um, I'll say 45 to 13 because – Oh, the big points. Yeah, I don't think the Browns can really stop much. They're no. coming off their bye week, so, I mean, they might have more time to prepare, but I don't think it really matters. I think it's just talent at that point, and the Browns just really don't have much on defense. I really couldn't name to you one player on the Browns' defense besides Miles Garrett, who got drafted number one and hasn't really done anything because he's been injured almost all season. And so I think if Stafford keeps playing well, they beat the Packers 30-10, to 10, and the Packers are okay, but the Browns are just even worse. So if Detroit keeps playing like they did last game, you know, they should – they should be able to rack up 45, and that's, you know, that that's a lot of touchdowns there. Um, what is that? That'd be six touchdowns and a field goal. So hopefully, you know, the Lions can do that. We'd That'd all like cool. to see that. That'd be cool. But so the .01% chance that they lose, you think if they lose, is it hopeless for the Lions? Honestly, I think this if they lose, this would probably be the most embarrassing thing to happen all season. It's just you're worse than the Browns. That's what it would feel like. And, you know, the Browns are terrible. The Browns are the worst of the worst right now, basically. Yeah, just about. Just about the worst of the worst. Who if knows? we they lost to the Browns. Maybe play to San Francisco. Yeah. If if they lost to the Browns, I would say, <laughs> why, you know, if you can't beat them, who can you beat, to be honest? I don't know. They're 4-4. Four four. I mean, they're 4-4, four and four, but, like, if you lose to the Browns, like, I don't – it's like that for any league. If you lose to a team that's, you know, Owen whatever. I think there's a lot of more you know. sports that's just like it's more based off one lucky bounce. Like in NHL, it can be one to nothing and your goalie's good. But say you're 0-10, you get that first win. With the, with, the, uh, with the NFL, you can easily lose, you know, 16 straight games. Maybe not in one season like the Lions have been the only team to manage to do. But, like, seriously, you know – it's 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 definitely you can lose 16 games and there's not much of a lucky there's not much of you know luck factor it's more of like hey let's go out and do this you know let's play our game plan it's a much longer game than a lot of sports and it's a lot more you know plays there's a lot more players than usually other sports so you know NFL is definitely a hard game to you know get a lucky win or loss because you have to play a complete game and I just if if they lose, yeah, that's just embarrassing. And I don't even 
if they go four and five, the whole Lions fan base will just be disappointed and upset. <laughs> it's I mean, just it it's should not. be a free win. This would be, you know, if they do win, then you know, congrats, you're now over five hundred. Like, great, good job. But I mean, obviously you're gonna bump it up a little bit more, but you know, if you lose, <laughs> you're going four and five because of the Browns. Something's wrong. It's not. It's Something's not good. majorly wrong. And then question here did the Packers game really prove how good the Lions can be I feel like it did I I feel like it definitely showed that they're a team that's not a pushover anymore they're you know they're gonna come out every night play hard and you know it, it works for them I mean it's not really showing it on the record but they're not a bad team obviously they, they play fine so I think yeah I think it did I don't know um I'd probably say no um because it's the Packers, and it's not – Without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. They're not a great team. I mean, it, it could have been 30-10, to 10, and, I mean, that's a great score, but, again, it's the Packers' offense isn't the same. We could have probably put up 30 against Aaron Rodgers and probably managed to loss. And the Browns, that, that game's not going to prove anything either. No. So, right now, I don't know how good the Lions are, really. They could go 5-4. and four, and they could still be, you know, a 500, below 500 team. But it's just going to be whether the Lions can win close games. And so far, they've went on a three-game. They were on a three-game losing streak before breaking it with this game. And now it's just kind of, it's just kind of like, well, you know, how good are you going to play against these close games? How well are you going to, you know, how well are you going to close out these games? So quick Lions stats here. They're 8th in the league with 25.8 points per game. They are 16th in the league, which is in the middle, with 335.9 yards per game. Their third down percentage is 40%. That's 15th in the league. The total yards per game is 11th, giving up 341.8 yards on defense. Their total points per game is 19th, giving up 23.2 points per game. So, yeah, their defense is, you know, not great anymore. You know, kind of middle of the league. And their conversions are middle of the league, yards per game middle, and then their points is pretty good. I think a lot of it is turnovers. And the Lions have been, you know, whether they turn the ball over or not is, you know, almost whether they win or not. That's kind of their big play of the game. And, you know, hopefully, you know, the Browns, again, like I said, aren't going to prove much. But later down the season – I think it's just going to be the turnover margin that counts. If Stafford throws four interceptions, you're not likely to win. No. But if the defense picks him off four times, picks off the opposing quarterback four times, hey, you know, that can change a whole game. And so I think turnover, turnover plus and minus is going to be a big thing for the Lions. And, you know, everything else is really kind of middle of the barrel, you know, 16th in the league, 19th, 11th, you know, here and there, a little bit better, a little worse. What overall, you know, straight in the middle. Yep. So anyway, forgot to do it last week. We're gonna wrap it up with give it a drum roll. This is the kudos of the day. We got our kudos of the day. Last week Tim's we didn't do kudos it. Kudos of the day. My kudos of the day, actually. We didn't do it last week. Last it's like week. Kudos of the week, I think. Yeah. Last week I probably would have just gave it to Yarmir Yager. But this week, I am going to have to give it to Detroit Pistons center. 
Andre Drummond for putting up huge numbers. He um amount of twenty point uh twenty point or no twenty rebound games. He's tied for the most twenty point rebound games as like Shaq when he was thirty five, and Andre Drummond's like thirty four. So obviously huge rebounder. I love seeing teams out there doing that. Honestly, it's great. I love seeing rebounding centers. They're like my favorite players to watch. Really gritty guys. So yeah, I'll give it to Andre Drummond. He had a great week. Honestly. I like that. Yeah, if honestly, if I had one, it'd probably be to the Colorado GM. For pick getting those picks. That was yeah, good. That, that was great. And job. getting rid of a player that literally has came out and said, I don't want to play for your team. Speaking about that, we had a what? trade in the NBA. Eric Bledsoe, when he tweeted, I don't want to be here, he's been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks for Greg Monroe, former Piston. They both don't want to be where they were, and now they've swapped places. So, yeah. So hey. if, I, if I had a little kudos, it'd definitely go to the Colorado GM for, you know, making the tough decision of getting rid of your superstar. But, I mean, if he's going to really, you know, treat your team like that, say he doesn't want to fit in, you know, you got to – he found a great way to get rid of him. You I mean, you not really he's get great. rid of him. You he's got – three picks you got young players anyway so we're gonna wrap it up right now it's been a good show we thanks you know thanks to everyone that actually listened it's gonna be on our podcast section you know where to find it anyway though we'll be here next week obviously same place same time three to four be here days all right so see you next week keep it here at 919 still playing music today